On today's Locked On Royals podcast, we're going to dive into the Kansas City Royals and their thrilling win over the Cleveland Guardians. Why I believe that you can take so much from just this one win for the future of the Kansas City Royals and for the future of what this young core can be, what this young core can produce. We're going to talk about all of that and so much more coming up on today's Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast, the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into that thrilling win over the Cleveland Guardians. Now, I've been under the weather, so that's why uh, these episodes are going to be back ended, of course, Monday through Friday. Uh, from now on, uh, had a case of the, uh, of the bad virus going around. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to talk about that thrilling one though. I, we haven't got a chance to talk about it yet because of my, uh, sickness, but now we finally do. And I cannot wait to discuss it. It was, I think a, a core defining win for Kansas city. And it's the reason why it's the reason why you keep watching. It's the reason why you should keep paying attention to this team. In, in my opinion, I think that this win is is what it's all about, and it's what, again, keeps you interested in this season for the rest of the way. I, I know that um, sometimes it's easy to look at the box score and, and, and look at the standings and be like, well, why on earth would I, would I watch that? Why on earth would I, um, you know, why on earth would I watch a team that is, you know, buried or, or, or that is, you know, not in the mix of the postseason. This is why to, to be a part of this growth, to be a part of, you know, watching this team come together and watching this team just gel and learn and grow. I think that it's very important. And I think that it is something that um, will matter in a big way. So, we're going to get into all that, but I do want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online with uh, having it delivered straight to you. You never have to go to a dealership ever again, so next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com, and check out the thousands of great cars available. And I do want to tell you folks to check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview. It is very important that you do that because, let's face it, folks, we all love football. You love the Royals. I know you do, but football is where it's at. And especially with the chiefs starting this week and with hopes that they can once again, uh, make a deep postseason run, uh, everything that goes into that aspect is previewed on the ultimate pro football preview. So what that is, is we get all of our local experts together on one podcast extravaganza. It's an eight part extravaganza breaking down divisions, postseason, everything like that. 
Go check that out. Of course, Lockdown Chiefs has you covered Monday through Friday, getting ready for the game against the Cardinals. And of course, Lockdown Jayhawks, Lockdown Mizzou, Lockdown Jayhawks doing a great job. Uh, and hopefully the Jayhawks can be 2-0 after this weekend. I, I, that's my hot take for the weekend. The sin during the weekend, my hot take is that the Jayhawks will beat West Virginia and get a Big 12 conference win early that not a lot of people are expecting. So let's get into this game. And I think that what you saw in the contest on Wednesday, whenever you had that walk-off by Salvador Perez and you you witnessed this team win 2-1 to one in a walk-off fashion in the ninth inning, I think what you saw was not necessarily a recipe for success, but I think that you saw a lot of what this grit can be, a lot of what this team can be in the future. So early on, the Royals just didn't have it. They, they couldn't buy a hit. And, and, and this was continuing upon their recent poor stretch at the plate. Uh, this was a bad series. Now, look, Cleveland is in a race for the for the division pennant. And you did have to play Shane Bieber in this series. He's obviously uh, yeah, he's obviously pretty good. He's a little, he's a little good. Um, so you had to play him. You had to play the Guardians, who are predicated upon pitching. Now, I go on this uh you know, kind of rant every once in a while, but the central obviously is not very good. I mean, the central is obviously the worst division in baseball, but how do the guardians stay so competitive despite, you know, even, even through this division, not being very good, you know, even, even so they still should and do have a lot of credit to them. How does that happen? Well, it's because of their pitching and that's what they're built on. That's what the basis of this entire thing is in Cleveland. So, it's not, you know, shameful to to get shut down by Cleveland pitching. And so that's what Shane Bieber did. And then in the next game, it's a it's kind of a bullpen day, bullpen day for Cleveland. Um, you know, of course they didn't put out an ace or anything like that. And, and they are a little banged up. I think that they have lost Savali for a little bit of time and uh, missing a few guys, but even so, their bullpen game is good enough to dictate a a complete dominant performance on the mound. And that's what happened. The Royals just could not buy a hit through six innings, through seven innings, but they never had that quit in them. They never gave up and they just kept going at it with the, with the best approach possible. And I think that that is something in a young team early on. I mean, you think about it, albeit silly, the Royals did not truly embrace this rebuild or embrace not the rebuild, but they didn't truly embrace playing young players 24-7 and focusing on young player development. They didn't truly focus on that until the trade deadline. So it's not been all that great of a sample size yet with these young guys. But one early characteristic from this team since the change has been made and since the, the, the switch has been flipped to focusing on young players and focusing on development one key switch has been the fact that the Royals have a much better approach that the Royals look a lot more confident and the Royals just do not weigh, you know, at bats and games. And to me, that's a big deal. And it showed once again, we saw that whenever the Royals were getting shut out in this game, not only on the scoreboard, but also 
uh, just good old fashioned shutout in the sense of, you know, you couldn't get a hit. Uh, and, and on the heels of, you know, Shane Bieber doing that to you earlier in the series. And, you know, this series, you had what, like seven hits at this point combined. And it's getaway day. You know, you're, you're ending the series today. It, you know, it would have been easy to just quit. It would have been easy to just roll over. Let's give away these last few outs and let's just move on to Detroit, a team that we we pounded last weekend, and 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 they're going to be our get right game. Let's forget about this game and let's and let's just uh, go to Detroit and get right. It would have been easy to do that, and 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 honestly, nobody would have really blamed them for doing that. Like nobody would have really been uh, swinging a cast iron fist. Number one, okay, the Chiefs starting this week, so that's one reason why. But number two, it just makes a lot of sense. Like this just wasn't your series. But they never had that quit about them. So what do they do in the ninth inning? A couple men get on. You load the bases with a walk. And uh, you, you continue to fight. And Salvador Perez lifts one into um, center field for a sack fly for a walk-off hit. I think that that right there. I think that that sign of what's to come. That grit and toughness. Which, look. I know it's not in vogue right now to celebrate those type of things, right? We want to play this on spreadsheets and and even Mike Matheny, who I don't think would be in the class of, you know, if, if, if you sit down and talk to a new school guy or an old school guy, I think that they put Mike Matheny more so in the old school category or maybe somewhere in the middle, but I, I certainly do not think that he's the poster boy for sabermetrics and the poster boy for advanced analytics. And even he has admitted to, Hey, we determine playing time based on a spreadsheet. Like It's what the spreadsheet dictates. So we want to get to that point. So, so badly in baseball and we want to, and we want to have the data points to back it up. And there just is no data for he's got that dog in him, right? There's no data point for they've got grit and toughness. There's no real data point for, Hey, these guys just don't look dejected up there, no matter the circumstances, but it's true. That's what the eye test tells you. And that is very important to, to, to have. It's a very important quality to have, especially in a grind of a season like this. Look, it's, it's easy to get up for, for 17 football games. And even when you're playing 82 basketball games or hockey games, right? Like obviously that's still a grind, but it's spread out enough and there's just enough carrots out there, right? You're going to be on TNT. You're going to be playing LeBron. You're going to be playing these star level players. There's just enough carrots out there to get you juiced for just about every game. And some games guys just don't have it in every sport. But that characteristic of grit, I think goes a long way in baseball more than a lot of sports. And we don't really talk about it enough in baseball. I want to talk about that coming up, but first, I want to see right now about our good friends over at Blue Chew. Summer's winding down, the nights are getting longer, but the breeze isn't the only thing getting stiff. That's right. This episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a functional cost and a fraction of the cost. You can take them anywhere, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical uh, 
providers. And boom, once you're approved, you receive a prescription within days. The best part is it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared to ship directly to your door in a discreet package. With Blue Chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. If you know what I mean. They always say first impression is important, but what about the lasting impression? It's time to get off the couch and back to work. If your tool needs an upgrade, head to bluechew.com. They say there's nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help you get confidence where it counts. So, if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our code Locked On at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com from a code Locked On to receive your first month for free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring today's Locked On Royals podcast. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Vroom, we are going to dive into more of the grit nature of that win over Cleveland, who, of course, wanted that game desperately, wanted that game at such a high importance level because they're only separated by a game in the standings in the division for, uh, for Cleveland and Minnesota and two games up on Chicago. So the, the central is pretty well in reach. There's only two teams eliminated so far from that division crown, not the case in a lot of other spectrums, a lot of other uh, divisions around the sport. So obviously a big game for Cleveland, but yet Kansas city was victorious in a game in which they only collected six hits. And most of them happened at the end of the contest. You look at that Guardians pitching staff. Three hits happened in the first four innings, and then they got one hit in the sixth, one hit in uh, in the uh, seventh, and then what happened was in the ninth, three walks, and then the, the hit plus a sack fly from Salvi, and that's what did it. That's what got you the victory against Cleveland and the Guardians. Why do I think that grit matters more in baseball than any other sport and more than it gets talked about? Baseball is such a grind. It is grueling. And I think that people don't necessarily appreciate how grueling it is because it physically, it looks the least taxing, right? If you just had to go off of what on the screen exertion looks like, Right. What's what's the exertion level that you can tangibly see on the screen? If that's all you had to go off of, you would probably rank baseball what dead last in terms of physical exertion. And you wouldn't you wouldn't be wrong. Like that's what the eye test tells you. But when you're playing every single day, it's different. It's just different than what you see on television. And of course, baseball is more prone to those 
injuries that you can't really see. Like we can easily see a guy who messes up his knee or who breaks his arm or who you know, gets a concussion or who does something in, a, in other sports where it's like rolls his ankle in basketball. We can easily physically see that. There's sometimes baseball injuries where they're out for 60 days and it looked like nothing happened. It looked like they just threw a baseball. Like you, you, you got a blister on your finger and you're out for 15 days. The, the grinding, grueling nature of baseball, especially whenever your season is over, which let's face it, I mean, the Royal season is over in the sense of competing. It can be hard to show up to the ballpark each and every day with a positive attitude and, and with the mindset of, I'm going to win this at bat. I'm going to win this pitch. I'm going to win this inning. I'm going to win this game. It's hard to do that. It's easy to play just by going through the motions. It's easy to just say, hey, I'm a little banged up, so I'm not going to, I want to go on the IL. It's easy to just play for yourself, right? Like, I'm just, I'm not going to take a good approach tonight. I'm just going to look for a pitch I can uh, hit out of the park, and that's that. Like, I'm not going to go out there looking for anything specific in the sense of, like, I'm not going to go out there and try to work account for my guys. I'm not going to go out there and try to uh, play more of a team style of baseball. I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to do, you know, whatever's best and advantageous for me. So the fact that this young team doesn't have that in them is a good thing so far. And I think that, I think that the grit nature of baseball is most important because of that fact of, of how grueling it is and how you really have to like your guys. I mean, you're with these guys day in, day out. You're with these guys more than you're with your family in most cases. I think that, the never give up attitude is a true difference maker. It's what that 2015 Royals team had. And it's a quality that this team has. It looks like now this team in the sense of not the, not the specific 2022 version, right? But the players that make up this team, it looks like Bobby Witt jr. Doesn't have quit in him. It looks like MJ Melendez doesn't have quit in him. It looks like, right. It looks like, um, you know, Nick Prado doesn't have quit in him. Vinny Pascantino doesn't have quit in him. You can see the swagger and edge from a guy like uh, Brady Singer every time he takes them out. Of course, Salvador Perez has been there, done that. And I think that he is the perfect leader for this Royals team who, who is made up of guys I think that this Royals team is made up of guys who want to be great and who and who want to do whatever it takes to win. And you've got a winner in your locker room. Now, of course, you know when you're when you're talking about winning, a lot of that's just due to talent level. And I do believe that we can all agree that a lot of these Royals players have that talent level, but they need to just gel as a team more and kind of develop as a team more, and they will. But I'm excited. I'm excited for what the score can do for games like that, where they just never gave up. And I think that this series as a whole was a good learning lesson. And some of them are positive, like this game um, you know, uh, on a Wednesday. Some of them were a little not positive in the sense of like feel-good positive. Right? The Shane Bieber game, that wasn't positive in the sense of like feel-good whenever he goes out there and gives up just the one solo home run and then goes eight innings of four-hit baseball and seven strikeouts. Salvador pressed that home run in the fourth inning off of Shane Bieber, and that was one of four hits he allowed. Whenever he carves you up like that and shuts you down like that, it doesn't feel good in the moment. 
but it's getting it's getting these young guys opportunity and turns through the through the order against guys like Shane Bieber that will allow them to eventually be great. That will allow them to eventually take the next step in their career. That will allow them to progress to the point that we want to see them at. Because I, I, I think that it's important that, you know, we always talk about, is he a good manager or not with Mike Matheny? The one thing I'll give him credit for is that he somehow convinced these guys to take that good, positive approach each and every day. And that is incredibly important whenever you're going to get to face Shane Bieber. Because getting to face guys like Shane Bieber, as long as you're taking that seriously and you are going out there with a with a good approach and you're trying to adjust and you're trying to learn, that even if he shuts you down for this specific game, that gives you, what, three at-bats, four at-bats, and, and of course you're going to see them again. That gives you three at-bats, four at-bats of positive data points. And you know by data points, I kind of mean in this case film, like positive film to go back and look for. Like, hey, what is, how is he pitching me? How can I make the adjustment? How, how could I have made this swing better or that swing better? And whenever you have a bunch of guys you know, like Bobby Witt Jr. and, uh, and um, MJ Melendez specifically, who I think are just workhorse guys, like I think that they love the grind of baseball and they love to improve and want to be great and they want to put in that extra work because you know, specifically those two guys I'm looking at because of not only how they talk and how they seemingly approach the game, they talk like they want to be great, but also their background. Like Bobby Witt Jr. comes from a big league uh, family and MJ Melendez comes from a family that runs um, division one baseball programs and, and of course has coached at a high level and knows what it takes to be great. So I think that it's, it's all very important for Kansas city, even the ups and the downs, but that up on Wednesday felt so good. Again, that just felt like a 2015 game where your starter gave you just enough. You know, Zach Rinky was really good. And then your, your offense gave you just enough. Like they, they didn't have it at first, but they didn't quit. And eventually they broke through. Eventually you just grinded them down. And that's kind of how the Royals are going to have to be successful for their entire existence. They're never going to build a team in which you look at and just say, wow, those guys are world beaters. Wow. Those guys like you just can't beat them. They're never going to build that kind of team. They're just not. So I think that it's very important whenever you, whenever you see that. And I think it's very important uh, to, to see that and appreciate it. Let me know what you think about that one Wednesday. Did that excite you? Did that get you hyped up for this weekend series against Detroit? I, I am Man, like me personally. I know that we're excited for the chiefs and, and I seriously go check out locked on chiefs. They do a great job Monday through Friday prepping you for the game and uh, recap the game, everything like that. I'm hyped up for the Chiefs. Like, I'm very excited about the Chiefs game Sunday, but I am just as excited about the, the Royals series because I, I want to see them now um, take that high of Wednesday, take it into an, a, a matchup in which you should be favored and you should be able to be able to have some success. Like, this is where you get out that frustration of um, being shut down a bit as an offense against Cleveland. I want to see them get that get that kind of hammer out, so to say. I'm excited. And I think the Brady Singer on Sunday, by the way, he's going to be money. I, and I hope he's money because just as a little peek behind the curtain, Brady Singer's on my fantasy team. Uh, yeah. I'm going to need him to be pretty good. I'm going to need him to, I'm going to need him to dominate real quick uh, on, uh, on Sunday to help me get over the hump and win this fantasy uh, playoff game. So until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.